It's time to expect more from urgent care, like caregivers who take time to listen, smooth access to local specialty care if you need it, virtual visits and save your spot convenience, plus easy access community locations. And we're open 365 days a year to treat your sprains, cuts, fever, and flu. Northwell Health Go Health Urgent Care. Get more than you expect and exactly what you need. Welcome to a new era in urgent care. to another week of the Blue Shirt Breakaway. We're here. We just beat the Devils. It's been a good week. We've got six points. Greg, say hello. Hi, guys. Oh, and we're back. You know what? We're going streaking, Greg. We're at W3. Your thoughts on that? Uh, W3, Von Miller plus one two, uh, 1,200 for MVP. You know, it's just been a, it's been lovely. Before, lovely 48 hours for the kid. Before we talk Ranger hockey... As we always do, we like to talk a little bit of nonsense. Last week we got ah. into, is a hot dog a sandwich? And I stand by that a hot dog is not a sandwich. I'm not going to get into it now. Um, I don't want to make you angry. It's, a burrito is not a sandwich. Anyway, that being said, why don't you go over and tell the tell the lovely listeners out there how well you did on all your prop bets for the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, I actually didn't do too hot. I went a perfect 8 of 16 oh, that, on all my bets great. that I made. But I somehow walked away up $42. Yeah. Because I was one of the few smart people to put a little money on Von Miller for MVP. And 42, and Miller, Greg, is the meaning of life. And you've done it. It, it is. It is. It is. You... And as as the famous line in Die Hard 3 goes, what is 21 of 42? Half my winnings in the Super Bowl. <laughs> An amazing, amazing line from Die Hard 3 with a vengeance. Um, but anyway, another great week for the Rangers. I'd say another like this happens all the time, but it. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, look, yeah. when's the last time the Rangers got three wins in one week? Before I can't tell you. Podcast. I think before we started, right? Yeah, I, I think in the history of our podcast, it's never happened. That's incredible. It's been ten or eleven weeks for us. Ugh. Yeah, we're kind of deep into this. And, and you know what? Sentimental moment. Thanks everyone for sticking along. This, yeah. This long. If you're still Especially listening Steve. and you were like man i really loved last week's episode man are you going to be disappointed tonight but <laughs> yeah well you know the difference between last week and this week is you now know the difference between switzerland and sweden yeah that was my bad i'm so sorry sweden and switzerland both of you i want to visit your country so bad both of them every country <laughs> <laughs> i want to visit every country and steve thank you I so th- much for listening and everyone else that uh that tunes in every week Classic mead. Classic, classic mead. Classic great hosting by me right now. Let's talk Rangers. We beat, we beat the Devils tonight. Short-handed, too. Yeah. Like, and we're gonna... Short-handed and wrong-handed, actually. Oh, you want to talk a little bit about being wrong-handed? Uh, yeah, not great. Um, I mean, I don't think it's going to work this well every time. Right. So, obviously, if you don't know what we're talking about, I don't know why you're listening to this, but yeah. our captain got... Uh, sucker punch in the face. We'll get right into this, and I, I'm assuming we'll get to the Devils afterwards. Oh, Simmons, Simmons sucker punched uh, Ryan McDonough in the face after a pretty a pretty tough check on McDonough's part during the Flyer game over the weekend. 
Now, Simmons isn't getting suspended for this. I believe he gets a, a negligence uh, penalty for three games for throwing his stick. So I'm, I'm not yeah. sure how that works. But uh, that was a sucker punch. And losing Ryan McDonough, who now has a concussion uh, for the remainder, you know, for the foreseeable future, that's a big blow for this Ranger team, especially because McDonough was really picking up his play lately. Yeah, it's less than ideal, uh, obviously. One, because he's the captain, and two, because he's your best defenseman. Um, and, you know, Klein's playing through injury. We've talked multiple times of how we need to find a way to get Dan Boyle some time off. Right. Uh, it's really unfortunate. And I I kind of echo everything Vino said today. I, I don't understand how Simmons isn't suspended. You've got to be suspended at least. I would think a game minimum or two, it's a clear sucker punch. He knocked McDonough out of the game. Yeah, the, the check McDonough had on yeah. Simmons. It was a nasty not check. Kosher. Not kosher. When I was looking uh, but, at a lot of threads, and not to interrupt you, I'm sorry, but I, I was looking at a lot of threads online, and everyone seemed to be like, you know what, it was kind of fair that he got sucker punched, even like a lot of Ranger fans. And like as I watched the replay over and over again, I was like, no. like <laughs> I know that was a hard check, but – McDonough, like, I don't think was aiming for his head on purpose. Obviously, I'm not McDonough, so I don't know that. It looked like it was supposed to be an upper back check, and, like, uh, it was just, like, an, sort of an accident that he head-checked him, obviously. And then uh, Simmons turns around, and just as they're talking to each other, just decks him. And There are ways to handle your business on the ice without it resorting to a sucker punch. We've seen it multiple times. I don't know if it's uh, McDonough taking a hard check later in the game, or if it's McDonough having to drop his gloves. A sucker punch is dirty. It's like um, it's like answering if someone hits you with a good haymaker, it's answering it with a low blow intentionally. Like it's not kosher. It's not hell. It's not fair. It's not the way the game is meant to be played. And it's just a it's a dirty play every way around it. There's really no avoiding that much of it. And it's going to cost McDonough a couple games. Obviously, McDonough, once you're in uh, concussion protocol, it's not like he's going to wake up one day and be cleared of symptoms. I think it's like a mandatory 24 hours without symptoms. And there's no telling when his symptoms are going to stop. And this could be a rest of the season deal. You know, like I I think McDonough. Of course, that's the worst case scenario. Yeah, I I think McDonough will come back. There's no such thing as a mild concussion. Just remember that. Right. We're in a a new world now where like concussions are a very serious deal. And first and foremost, we have to worry about the health of a very important Ranger player. Um, But the diagnosis on the concussion came so late that the Rangers weren't able to make a roster move today which means that they played today's game with four right-handed defensemen and two left-handed defensemen, which is less than ideal. Vigneault yes. uh, specifically likes to run out three and three. But, you know, we made it work tonight, a 2-1 win. We got a very crucial goal from one of the four right-handed defensemen in Kevin Klein, which was uh, super important. And there is a, spe- a certain left-handed defenseman that I would not be surprised to see the Rangers call up. Oh, in the very near future. Who's that, Greg? We wouldn't happen to have previewed him in our prospect rankings last week, would we have? Uh, we might have. I believe it's a guy named Brady Shea. Oh, him. Yeah, I think we talked about him being like a, you know, an AHL like kind of superstar last week and just having a lot of speed. And maybe he'll get the call up. Yeah, uh, obviously it would be ideal if uh, he isn't 
overexposed and McDonough is able to come back from this concussion in a timely fashion, like maybe he only misses a week, but there's really no telling. And, you know, the Rangers don't have the financial wherewithal to make a trade for a defenseman. If they did, I think they would have done it before McDonough's injury because they're, they've had so many defensive problems this season. So they're going to have to lean on their AHL affiliate in Hartford. And luckily for them, one thing they do have in Hartford are able-bodied defensemen that have very high ceilings. So I, I think for the Penguins game coming up, I would be very surprised if Brady Shea was not recalled. I think Brady Shea will be on this team. Somehow I feel like McElrath will sit and I'll be pissed off about it because AV loves sitting him. Um, well, again, and we still need really to well get... too. I have so I have so many things to say about the Rangers this week. I mean, I feel like I don't even know how we're going to get to it all. It's <laughs> yeah, and just don't forget, Vino still very much so wants to find Dan Boyle days off. So McElrath is still going to get his. I'm not totally concerned about that. I know, but I I always want to see him on the ice. And like I'll, I'll be honest, I'm going to be. This is going to sound weird to say. Dan Girardi looked good tonight. Like he played well. And I know, and uh, he didn't. All right, didn't look, didn't look great. But he was doing his job. And Stahl still looks slow out there. He, I don't want to murder the guy because we murder him all the time. But still looks slow. Still making mental mistakes. He's the guy I want to see. Like take a seat. Like get your legs underneath you. Maybe you're just tired. This team has played, and I, I'll say this before, and I say this again. This team has played so many games over the last couple of years, and Stahl's been an intricate part of that. This this guy just might be worn out. Like he might just need a LeBron two week Miami Miami vacation to get his head back together. It's very possible. It's very possible. And uh, and I during that time I'd like to see Rath take a spot. I love McArath, and he just brings so much anger and energy to the floor. And sometimes that hurts him, but I've he's really grown grown on me, especially in these last couple games. And this Devils game tonight, you were saying uh, we were playing left handed or right handed more likely. And the way we stopped uh, that from hurting us is we spent all our time in the devil zone <laughs> until the last two minutes when every Ranger got a heart attack and almost died uh, after we, our yep. power play was absolutely awful. Two, uh, what are we, two of 49 now over the last how many games? 17 games, two of 49. We went 0 for 5 against the Devils tonight or yeah. yesterday, um, whenever you're listening to this. There's... My buddy and I, he's a big Ranger fan. I've mentioned him multiple times. I, was say, I feel uh, like we talk about my buddy and I a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's the only Ranger fan I have down here. I was actually at his house for the Super Bowl yesterday. Okay. Lovely. Um, he, it was a terrible Super Bowl game. He was very happy I was there because my yelling at random things that happened in the game was the only entertaining part to him. Oh, but that's, that's um, nice. Nice we had here. this running joke. We have this running joke throughout the playoffs that maybe it's time for the Rangers to start declining these penalties. Uh, it's time for the Rangers to start declining these penalties because going on the power play is not working. No, it's it's not. And, uh, you know, I think we said last week, like, oh, finally, Yandel's on the, uh, on the power play. This is great. And then he goes ahead and turns over the puck and makes a dumb play, and they score, uh, they score shorthanded against us to stop the shutout from Hang tonight. I guess the Devils. Yeah, I might be the one Ranger fan that has yet to say, oh, thank God Yandel's on the ice at any time this season. So yeah. I don't appreciate you putting those words in my mouth. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll take them back. I take them back, America and Canada and Switzerland and Sweden. Um, and Steve. And Steve. Hey, Steve. We're going to mention you a lot now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's our mascot. Uh, but Yandel, uh, and I guess we'll get into this now. I can't. I like Yandel a lot as a player. I think he adds a lot to this team. 
I need him traded. I can't not get something for Yandel. I'm saying this again. Let, it, like, it's let, not going to happen now, especially with McDonough's injury. Like, the window's closed on that front. I know. It, but, like, gone. letting him walk for nothing just hurts me. It cuts me to my soul. And I know— Well, at the same time, it's not really nothing. I mean, the Rangers got a very long playoff run out of him last year. And, you know, they look like a team that's going to make— the playoffs this year, and I'm sure Yanda will be part of that playoff run as well. You can't be angry about making a trade for a player and then making the playoffs twice. Like, oh, I can't. I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. You're a Tampa Bay Rays fan. You Greg, desire Greg, you don't need to take shots at, every... my, at my MLB organization on this podcast. Uh, yes, I do. Okay, Absolutely. Sure. Um, no, but I get it. You want assets for every player. And at the same time, sometimes I think what you fail to realize is that. Sometimes the player himself is the asset, and we got the asset. Like, the check has been cashed. We don't need to then try and get another check for that. There's no – like, I, I understand your frustration. I'm just saying I was on the trade Yandel bandwagon as well, but that time has passed. Yandel is too important for this team. He needs to be a ranger in order for this team to make a deep playoff run. And I am not one to sacrifice a potential deep playoff run for a future first round draft pick that may or may not develop into anything. I would sacrifice. You're asking. I will say this right now. I would sacrifice every deep playoff run for assets, unless it's the cup. I don't care but, if we get to the finals again. But that's like a that's I, like a catch twenty two. I, I, I understand because. The Rangers aren't going to get to the cup without Yandel, and you're saying if they don't win the cup with Yandel, it wasn't worth going to the cup. That's outrageous. I just it's think, always worth going to the cup because it's a 50-50 chance once you get there. I, I, it just hurts. <laughs> it just hurts so much, Greg. I remember well, those this games. Is what it's like. This is what it's like to root for a big market team, bro, and you're going to have to nut up a little bit with me here, okay? I can't. Like, I, I need the assets. I know uh... – it just—it's so hard to concede, like letting such a talent like Yandel go, and like obviously he's great for this team, and obviously he's a great player, and, and probably our second best defensive player, right? Uh, or our first when McDonough's out. No, uh, he's well, yeah. When McDonough's out, he's the most important defensive player they have. Uh, with McDonough, he's easily number two. Look. Yeah. I need to. This, this is. I need this the, is the circle we can of life our that farm. It, like we we went this over is the our circle of life they week. talk about in the Lion King, man. I need you to understand that. Okay. All right. Like. Uh, and there's always a chance he comes back. You never know. No, Maybe I do know. Works we, can't, out. we cannot pay him unless he's like, I love New York. Give me. I'll take you a might. pay cut. Hey, Cespedes did it. So does Zook, but Zook's different, and so is Cespedes. And, and by the way, Cespedes, and not to get into MLB again, Cespedes didn't really exactly take a pay cut. The guy's making the uh, second mean, most in the MLB he, next he year. Left, he left triple digits on the board. He's going to he get that more money, money when he's done with that contract. Uh, yeah, if he stays healthy. He'll be fine. It's baseball. I don't know. I've seen Jason <laughs> Bay implode before. Okay, that's a different man and a different really sad Ow. story that I'm not getting into. We're off the rails. Son, I'm just, We're off the rails. Son, I'm just saying. <laughs> Long story short, you can't trade Yandel anymore, and I'm sorry that you're going to have to live with that. I'm, it's really that simple. I'm going to – I like that we're on two different sides of this because it makes it interesting. I we're just, on two different sides. When's the last time we agreed on anything? Wow, that's a great point. <laughs> and that's why we're so great <laughs> together, buddy. We make, we make all Love these wonderful buddy. fights happen. Uh, Love 
let's recap some games and then let's get to next week. And then we'll let's talk about – oh, actually, I lied. Let's not do any of that. Rick Nash, what's up with that bone bruise, bro? Uh, who cares? Because JT Miller is going through an episode of uh, the Invasion of the Body Snatchers, <laughs> and he apparently – he's like the uh, the little dude from Space Jam that sucked out the life of Charles Barkley and he's just become an absolute beast. Yeah, uh, he's got nine goals, I believe, in the last ten games. He, he's got 17 on the season. Yeah, he's just taking control of games. Him and Brass have this like weird, strange, awesome connection where they always see each other on the ice. Uh, when Nash comes back, I'm not sure what line Nash is going on because I don't know how you break up the Brass fast um, Miller Miller line. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you can break it up. It's it's going too well. Yeah, and you can I fast. You, I guess you can. You can kick uh, Kreider off of the second line, but I'm not sure that benefits you. I'm like, you're not going to put Rick Nash on the third line. No. Let's let's forget that right you now. You can't. And, and Nash has plenty of experience playing with um, Zook and Stefan. Yeah. But, boy, I love that we're in a situation now where – I was just about to say we're this we're is not the putting, best problem we've ever had this season. Other than, we're not putting – yeah, because we're not putting Kreider on the third line out of punishment. We're putting Kreider on the third line because there are six forwards playing better than him Kreider's right now. Kreider's played really well too. I Like I said, I have a lot to say about so many players tonight. Kreider's been really taking it to the net recently. Like has that, hot, that, that puck drag right in front of the net, and he's really like just shown his speed, and he looks back to form. It's this team is really coming together well, and I think that I I don't know if that's because Rick Nash isn't playing. Right, you and I had this discussion. Uh, uh, yeah, you and I moment. talked about it. <laughs> it's, it's impossible to not say. I love how we're good for a Phil Simmons moment once a week. We can't do um, it. But we talked about how this is one of those weird times where it's crazy to say the team is better without Rick Nash. But it's not exactly hurting the team that Rick Nash isn't playing. Everybody is in a perfect role right now, enjoying life, playing well. And it's kind of without Rick Nash. It's like the whole Clippers and Blake Griffin thing. Sure, there's no reasonable scenario where the Clippers are a better team without Blake Griffin. But they're also 17-4 and when he's not in the lineup. The fact that you know that off the top of your head is just impressive. Also, yeah, I have problems. Also, also, you said Phil Simmons, who is the unborn son of Bill Simmons. Ah, and Phil Simmons. No, I think I said Bill Simmons, and then I would just like continued on to the sentence, <laughs> and I mumbled. You know what it yeah, is? I, I think we have Simmons on the mind, and we really just hate that guy, like the 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 flyer well, Simmons. You know, not Bill. Yeah, and well, Bill brings up Phil all the time. Right. That's also Constantly. kind of where we we steal this uh, Phil Simmons alert from. Right. So, but. Oh, yeah, and I wanted to mention Fast. You know, we talked about Fast being invisible, like, the whole season. We, we even played a game called Where's Jasper? And, <laughs> yeah, and now Jesper. Jesper he's Jesper doing Fats. everything we ever need him. He just does all the, like, this is perfect. We don't need him to score. We need him to do all the little things, and he's doing all that, which is creating openings for the players he plays. Like, I think, uh, I don't believe he had an assist tonight, but he had four assists. He has six in assists in the past games. seven games. And yet he, he, he was four or four going into tonight, and I, I I'm going to look it up right now sure. as we're talking. So about he has it. he has six assists. Uh, he, in the did, he had games. he had an assist. He had an assist on the Miller goal. Yep, he's so, he's been a monster, and he's been a really good two way player. Like he plays really good defense. And by the way, he's fast. Just, <laughs> and, 
and Vino loves him. I really, I really don't know when Nash comes back. I don't think he can break that lineup. It's just, it's in sync. I think you have to put Kreider down to the third line. As much as I don't want to do that at all, especially because I, yeah. I feel like Kreider's really getting back into his form. Like he's never been. Uh, the Foss, Brassard, Miller is just way too good. They're basically guaranteed for a goal a game at this point. Yeah, you're not breaking it up until they go into a five-game slump, and then you just shake it up a little bit, and they, then you probably put it back together. So you think you put yeah. Kreider on the third I, line with Hayes and. Uh, Stahlberg? No, I think Lindberg stays up on the third line. I think Stahlberg goes back to the fourth line with uh, Moore and uh, the rotation of Glass and Paillet. And and Glass has been – I saw my whole analysis tonight. Here's my analysis in a nutshell. And this player's been playing well too. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's putting it together. This is the first time we've ever entered a podcast where the Rangers are winners of three consecutive – contests here yeah and i I watch every game and i see all the players and with the exception of stall i really i i don't really have a lot of problems with the way we're playing right now like the games have been low scoring they've been tight my butthole produces diamonds during the last two minutes all the time but uh other than that i think everything's been pretty great yeah and uh i I do think it's important we go over some of the things vino did say today beyond um the mcdonough stuff he did mention specifically we're now at a point in the season where we're going to be seeing Ronto once a week. And it's about not just uh, seeing him on a back, back, back to back where he's talking about playing him. Even when we have these every other day games where seemingly you're given Hank rest, but he wants Hank ready for the playoffs and he's starting to smell the playoffs. So we're going to start seeing Ronto a little bit more. And uh, you know, that, I mean, I get it. Uh, it. It sucks that, you know, we don't have uh, Alex Hurd, who listens to this podcast, is going to grill me for saying this. But it sucks that we don't have Cam Talbot anymore, right? Because this is the time of year where Talbot was important because he's a little bit better than just the backup goalie. Also, he was our starter for like twenty games straight. Right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be seeing a little bit more of Ronta, which means the defensive play is going to be even more important. So it it hurts that much more that McDonough's out. Uh, but I, I will say I'm excited to see if Shea gets the call up. I'd like to see what Shea can do because if Shea provides a spark for this team on the defensive zone, it gives Vino another option to rest Boyle with McElrath and Shea. You could rest Stall a little more. He creates options. And right now, the best thing the Rangers could have are options. I agree. So let's, let's, I, we usually go pretty in depth in games, but I think we've covered a lot tonight. Uh, already. I mean, I, the only thing we haven't talked about, uh, it was great to see the Rangers come back from a two-hole hole against the Wild. Yeah, that, the, was, that, that, that game... was one of the things. That was one of the things we needed this Ranger team. We needed to see from this Ranger team because, sure, like if they go into an intermission down one nothing, down two to one, we've seen that before. But you know, two goal deficits have been very hard for this team to overcome, and they didn't just overcome it. They felt confident going into the intermission down two zero. They felt like they were controlling the game and just simply got some bad bounces, and they didn't give up. They scored four unanswered, and they beat a very good Wild team on the uh, at home, and which the, was very important. Even if the Wild are on the downturn and they've been struggling a little bit at that point in time, that team's got talent. And to see to see us come it's back 
And I was watching that game, like went into an immediate depression. It was we were down two zero in the first eight minutes. So I was like, well, this is it. This is you know, this is just. Yeah, it felt like if because you, our instincts to the season kicked in. We're like, ah, right, we're down two zero. Well, this game's over. What do we do now? Yeah, this, and, and then I kept watching. A different I was Ranger like, team. Is this real? Is this real life right no, now? We saw a different Ranger team. That yeah. was that was very encouraging to see. Um, they Rangers needed to prove they could come back from big deficits, and that was an example that it's possible. Of course. Life is made harder when you don't score on the power play, but yeah, that's... coming back from 2-0 deficits is very good to see for this team at this time of year because this is the money months. Before I ask you the question of how we fix the power play, I do want to give uh, some credit where credit well, is due. Uh, Corey Schneider is very good, and I don't want to <laughs> play him as many times as we're going to play him in the future, and I definitely don't want to see him in a seven-game series. Um, we, I mean, I've, I've said it multiple times. If the Devils make the playoffs, even the fact that they're in playoff contention, um, I think that Schneider is contender number one for the Vesna. He has been the best goaltender this season. It is not close in my mind, yeah. especially in the Eastern Conference. A year where Hank, you know, he's racking up the wins, but he's not doing it in a pretty fashion. Carey Price has been hurt. Uh, the Penguins aren't winning, so Marc-Andre Fleury has whoa, kind of been... Whoa. The Penguins are winning now. Sure, yeah. Okay, fine. But uh, they weren't beforehand. That's correct. Uh, and ben, we didn't play ben them at Bishop all. Hasn't had, ben Bishop hasn't had his normal season. And they're on it's fire now, Schneider. too. Just so you know, they're 9-2-1. They're the lightning looks yeah, no, scary but now. Schneider, Schneider, from start to finish, has been the best goaltender, in my mind, in the NHL. And the Rangers got lucky not having to play him once until now. And we're seeing why he's the best goaltender, but we're also seeing why the Devils are a hard team to get excited about this year because they struggle to score. And it, that, it, is a, it is a painful experience for the Devils to try and put the puck in the back of the net. And one of the reasons for that is their leading scorer is Lee Stepniak, who was on our team last year. Um, and and, uh, and was traded for, like... Garbage? Spare parts. Yeah. Got from the Jets. It was... Uh, and Stepniak has been good wherever he's gone. He played for... He came into camp and played for a contract himself. And you know what? Just good on that guy for really working hard. It's it's hurt. it always sucks seeing players do well on other teams, um, that are especially your rivals. And uh, that's going to happen to us in a second when we we really break down the emotions of Carl Hagelin. But uh, good for Stepniak going over there. Do what I'm going to look up who we, while, while you're going. I'm going to look up who we traded Stepniak for. Surely. So yeah, I him being over on that team and like really like I, he was the one that scored the goal against us when we actually lost to the devils last week. And I was like, of course it's going to be him. Like why, why totally, else? Who else traded, would we lose to? Traded Lee Stepniak for Carl Klingberg. I totally forget. Oh yeah. Oh, he played then we last sent, year. Uh, Oh no, that was, I think Klingberg played minutes. Yeah. Last. We got, uh, I don't know if Klingberg ever played, but we also like the same day we traded a fourth round pick for the immortal James Shepard. I remember Shepard. Oh, actually, Shepard was good for us for a couple days. Yeah, I don't think Klingberg paid for us. Shepard played good. He was good yeah. on the face-off. What happened to him? Is he dead? Did he die? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, relax, relax. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's all good. It's all good, James Shepard, if you're listening. Um, so here we go. Let's, let's preview some games. To would, would you believe that Carl Klingberg is back with the Winnipeg Jets now? By the way? I would not. That's unbelievable. I can't. Wow. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about this upcoming Pittsburgh game. Oh, never mind. He's in the KHL. He's in Russia. Oh, see, I didn't believe it. I told you. <laughs> I, I told All you. right, I've cut you off six different times to talk about Carl Klingberg. You yeah, can have well, <laughs> you only get the best here on this Blue Shirt Breakaway. Yeah. 
Uh, so Sidney Crosby, who was not having a great season, that Pittsburgh team was really down. Now all of a sudden has a sneaky 53 points on the season. Malkin has 49, and Latang has 40. This team is really kind Malkin, of roaring. Malkin's out for three more. He's, he's missing the Ranger game. Who's, who, who's missing the Ranger game? Malkin. Yeah, I, I know that. But that's impressive that he already has 49 points while missing more games. Malkin, um, uh, they're 7-2-1 and one in the last 10. Not ideal. No. Uh, they're Remember when they were bad and we were like, oh, man, I can't wait to play the Penguins. They're really top-heavy, and all of a sudden they score like five to six goals a game? Yeah, because Crosby and Kessler are just like, you know what? Oh, we're F- really good at hockey. Yeah, it's less than ideal. I still don't think – I don't think – okay. So, so the Penguins, we're getting them at the wrong time. Uh, there's no arguing that. They are red hot. Four times. That's going to be – it's going to be a hard game this week. It's going to be a hard game the next three times we play them. But at the same time, I, I'm not positive if the Penguins scare me so much in a grinded out, rough and tumble seven game player right, series because I still don't think they have the depth. Yes, that that's very true. Can, if you if you somehow shut down you, Sydney, that team has a hard time. Well, they don't have a hard time scoring. Can, two can other they beat scores. you on any given night? Yes. If you prepare for them day after day after day, I think you can exploit their weaknesses, and I think they're beatable in a seven-game series. I, it would not make me feel great because, obviously, I, I, I would prefer a playoff scenario where I never have to see Ovechkin or Crosby. Um, but if push comes to shove, I, I think the Penguins, you can beat them in a seven-game series. I would not, even with how well they're playing now, they still have a lot of work to do just to make up how slow of a start they've had. Um, they, they are enjoying playing for their new coach. There's more chemistry. There's more synergy. There's consistency that wasn't there earlier in the season. They made the Haglin trade, which has helped them. Yeah. But I think you get them for a seven-game series, and you focus in on them, and you don't have to worry about facing any other team but the Penguins. I, there, there are clear ways in my mind to exploit the penguins lack of depth and it always helps that mark andre Fleury tends to disappear when the time matters most some postseasons right so I, was actually I, reading... I would not be uh, go, go on i'm just oh, i would have i was just about to say i would not be I, I would not be terrified of the penguins i'd be uneasy but i'm uneasy about everyone in the playoffs yeah it's it's so, never going to be easy uh playing anyone that being said, I read a big article about how as soon as they fired their coach, Sidney Crosby came back to life, and uh, his stats went up. Like I think he was scoring like, I think he started scoring a point per game as soon as they fired Johnston. So yeah, you know, but he's still a bitch, and I think you can. Well, get yeah, into- I can't disagree with that, Greg. We're not. Yeah. Ta- I'm. <laughs> we're talking facts. I know. Jeez. Um, facts only podcast. Facts only podcast for sure. That being said, this week is really scary. Uh, so we have Pitt. We're at Pitt. Then we go to the the Kings come to us on Friday. And the Kings, you know, that uh, they always bring back the worst memories for me. The Lightning memories are pretty bad, but the Kings are the absolute worst. Kopitar's a monster. He's already got 65 points in the season. Oh, no, the team has 65 points in the season. I'm sorry. Kopitar only has 46. That's a mistake on my end. But uh, Facts you know, only podcast, Ryan. Come on. Facts only podcast. Best host of all time. Hashtag. Um, Quick's a great yeah. goalie. That's for sure. Uh, they also have the goal post. <laughs> Which blocks all our they shots. Yeah, you're making yourself cry here. Uh, 
Yeah, and then uh, after the Kings, we have a grudge match. There's going to be so many fights in that Flyers game. Yeah, that Flyer game. I, I Especially don't... if Mac isn't back yet. If Mac's not back yet, like Mac's not they back. Might put I, Mac I, I don't think they Mac put in and have him headhunt Giroux. Yeah, I don't know about that. I I, I think Simmons is going to take a bunch of big hits. I don't know. I, I don't know what what, what AV is going to say to his guys before the game. Like, do you, do we want to be that team that like revenge hits Simmons a bunch? Uh, maybe. I I'm just saying. Like, I don't know if like, do I want to be the bigger man in this situation if I'm if I'm the coach? He's gonna he's gonna, he's gonna tell McElrath to sweep the leg. No, I don't know. It's that game's gonna be like really emotion filled. This whole week is just games that are like. Is this the most matter? That's, like, this is the most games. The Flyers games game on national TV too. So yeah, yikes! Yikes! We're gonna bring out the big boys for that one. Hey, is Ronto gonna play in but, goal on Wednesday against the Penguins? Uh, I don't think. Uh, see, I see. No, nah, well, I, okay. I think so he is now. That play, now you brought that if up. He's gonna play if he's gonna play once a week. I would prefer to save him until the Flyers. That would be me because I, you know. I think we could be the Flyers. But at the same time, Vino's the kind of guy that doesn't give a shit who they're playing when. If he needs the rest, Hank, he's just going to do it. And Hank's been really good lately, too. He uh, played really well, got well against the Flyers last time, stopped 26 to 28, two for two on the shootout. So it's it's going to be a tough week. And by the way, uh, next week we have the Blackhawks after that. So Oh, good. Yeah. Let's so, go. So, we were feeling so good when we started this podcast. We hey, were, we and now I'm just like, we've gone on a steady up. decline. The quality of this podcast, <laughs> everything about it. So much fart noises after everything we started this podcast off with. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. For sure. Uh, it's going to be a tough week, bud, and I think, you want to make our predictions? Um. Well, let's see. Last week, first of all, I'd like to say uh, it was going to take a two-to-one net. Game to beat the Devils. What I didn't know is I got the game wrong. Right. <laughs> I said that about the first game, not the second one. But hey, prediction is a prediction. Um, I wanted four points last week. We got six. That was nice. I would like three points this week. Like I'd like to take half the points, please. I'll take half the points too. I think the Penguin game like is the, is due I for. Beat, a... I want it's due for Go a letdown. What was that, buddy? Sorry, I didn't hear you. I don't want to cut you off. I, 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 okay, we're talking over each other. Just talk. talk it's all good. Me. I'm going to edit this one part out. but uh, Or maybe <laughs> I won't. But that being said, I think we lose the Penguins game. I think the Kings traveling east have a hard time with us on Friday night. And we play with too much emotions to lose to the Flyers. We get four points. Yeah, I, I think the Flyers is a win. Um, I think... We're going to go to OT against one of the Penguins or the Kings. I just don't know which. I... Yeah, I, I'm just being conservative and saying three points is nice. We definitely need to win one of the games. If we can get a point from the Penguins or the Kings, I'll be a satisfied, not happy, but satisfied camper. I'm with you. Uh, there's one thing we forgot to mention this week, which is pretty obvious. Uh, that shootout against the Flyers, Zook had a disgusting goal. Just wanted to bring that up, where he goes left to right, and he usually goes to the left. And he scores on uh, I forgot that Flyers goalie name, but that whole that that, that whole game was was a really heart wrenching, especially with the Andal scoring in the last twelve seconds. Yeah, that was another game where I, I 
that's a typical game where typical Rangers from earlier this season, they find a way to lose. And we're now going from the Rangers finding a way to lose to the Rangers finding a way to win, which means are we turning a corner? Maybe. And I think this week will be the ultimate test to say if we turn a corner or not. If we win these games against these teams that are actually, well, I'm not going to say that the Devils and Flyers aren't actually good because uh, the Devils have shown a lot this year. But these teams are quality cream of the crop teams coming up, except for the These Flyers. Yeah, this minus, is, the Flyers. minus the Flyers. We're playing two playoff teams this week. Yeah, and this is a real test for us. So I guess we'll see what happens. It's definitely going to be interesting. If they can find a way to win two games this week, I will be a very encouraged man sitting on this chair I'm sitting on now talking to you about another successful Ranger week, something it. that is becoming almost commonplace when it used to not be. It's a very strange life we live. That being said, it looks like, (laughs) thanks Drake, Uh, it looks like we're breaking away here and this podcast is ending. Hey, hey, it's been, uh, it's been all over the place this one. We've definitely scrambled our defense, but we've brought it all together and pulled out a gritty win. Shout out to New Horse Broadnax for getting a double technical tonight at Savannah State Basketball. Yeah, shout out to him, shout outs to Kevin, shout outs to everyone that listens to this podcast. Kevin is another listener of ours. Do we know it? I I only know Steve. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Steve and Kevin, they're they're in an internal battle for our love. <laughs> I'm Team Steve. I'm Team Steve. I'm saying it right now. I'm, I'm Team Steve, too. Sorry, Kevin. But <laughs> Oh, wow. Wow, shot, wow. What a flip-flopper. Sh- shot to Kevin. Uh, shout out to everyone that listened. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, MySpace, uh, Friendster, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. And uh, Greg, say goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.